If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. It makes the Starseed Kitchen podcast possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and more, just like I do with the Starseed Kitchen podcast. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And be sure to like this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast and subscribe. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Starseed Kitchen podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is your source for information to empower you to be a positive seed for change in your community. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. I'll be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can thrive in 5D. Let's get started. Today, I am so excited to welcome Chef Chris Donaldson. Chef Chris Donaldson has been a private chef to some of Detroit's top athletes. He started his culinary journey in 2005 at the age of 15 as a way to make extra cash over the summer, washing dishes and expediting food. In 2014, he started his meal prepping business and has gone on to work as a private chef for top athletes and their families. Chris currently supports NFL Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford and his family in providing healthy, nourishing meals to support their busy lifestyle. So welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited to uh, be here and, and chatting with you on your podcast. This is amazing. I know. I'm so grateful to have you here because I really admire uh, the career and business that you've created for yourself. Um, yeah, it's really impressive. Um, and you know, every chef has their niche and I feel like it evolves, it evolves from their personal interests as well as just kind of divine alignment, you know, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. And so I just want to learn more about, you know, how you started and what called you to working in the culinary world in Detroit to then figuring out your niche being, you know, fueling athletes and then fueling athletes well, because you can feed somebody anything, but feeding, feeding people food that actually makes them feel good and perform at every aspect of their life at like the highest level is pretty unique. Very 100%. So go ahead. Tell me a little bit about your background and what called you into culinary. So um, culinary kind of called me, you know, and I'm sure some people can relate to that. I'm sure even yourself can relate to that. Um, But again, just something that I I just when we were younger, our first some people's first jobs were, you know, grocery stores or Mm -hmm. shoe stores. And I just happened to like, I'm going to go work at a restaurant because they were paying, you know, 12, 13 dollars an hour. I'm like, cool, this is perfect. You know, I'm a young 15 year old kid. 
again, starting as an expediter, but eventually it just, I kind of, you know, kind of called me because my mother, she had came to a um, brunch. There was a brunch I did at some restaurant I worked at where I was making omelets and I was like on an omelet station or something. And I'm just, you know, whatever, having fun, but I'm, I'm being me, I'm talking to people, I'm making omelets and just having a good time. And she's watching me and she's, I even have a picture she took of me and she's watching me and when I'm done, she's like, you're really good. And I'm like, what do you mean? This is like making eggs, mom. Like it's not, you know, I'm, I'm not taking it that serious. And she's like, no, like you're like some people are watching on TV. Like you should do this and take it serious. Like stop messing around with your life, Chris. And I'm like, um, okay. And still never took it serious. And then eventually I got to a point where, you know, uh, I did decide to take it 100% serious. And I did decide to, you know, make something of it because of her. So, and it just kind of was something I kind of fell into. And then my mother actually was like, no, like, this is what you need to do with your life. <laughs> so did you go to culinary school or did you just start working in kitchens? Yeah. So uh, again, started working in kitchens at like 15. And then after, um, unfortunately, my mother passed away in 2002 oh, from wow. cancer. Yeah. So when she passed away, that was kind of like the driving force for me to take it serious. Up until that point, I had just worked in restaurants, you know, probably for three years or so. And um, at like 19 years old, yeah, 20 years old, um, she had, you know, passed away. And when she passed away, I decided I wanted to go to school and, you know, make her proud and, and yeah. make something of myself because of, you know, the, the career she's seen for me. She's seen it in me. You know, sometimes our parents could see it before we can. Right. So I'm thankful for that. Wow. She must be so proud of you. So incredibly proud so. of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you make the transition? Because this is the hardest part. How do you make a transition from working in restaurant kitchens to getting individual clients and working as a personal chef or a private chef? So I'm as a person in general, I'm very much so like um, if I'm if I want it, I'm going to get it, you know. Yeah. I've just, I, it's like a stubborn almost mentality, but it's a good stubborn, you know, because I've been like that as a kid and I wanted to get out of kitchens. I had been in kitchens for, at that point, 10 years or so. So I had seen the highs of the highs, the lows of the lows, and it was just draining me. And I knew that, you know, my worth was more than what I was, where I was at in my life. So I just, I decided to start doing um, dinner parties or like appetizer parties for a couple friends who allowed me to come in their house, but I didn't make any money from it. You know, I, it, yeah. I would like, I would charge them like 300 bucks and groceries would cost like 325, <laughs> you know, and I'm yeah. like, but my whole purpose behind it was, you know, if one or two people are comfortable enough letting me in their household and we, you know, we're Instagramming pictures, videos, et cetera. If one or two people are comfortable enough to see that, then my brand and my image and my audience and my, you know, ultimately my uh, customers would see it and go like, oh, okay, well, Chris does dinner parties and appetizer parties. All right. And I know Chris or Chris, you know, my friend, friend knows Chris and she, he did her party. So it just made it just more welcoming than me just saying, hey, I'm a private chef. Let me come over and cook for you, you know? So I yeah. wanted to, you know, I knew I had to invest into myself by not making any money at first, but it was just to show like, hey, like this, there's this side of me. You know, I know you guys know line cook Chris, was cracking jokes, you know, and yeah. working late and, you know, partying and all that stuff. But there's this side of me. So I just kind of manifested it. And, um, you know, and I, I started the business that the business that I started was uh, it was kind of like me pushing myself off the ledge. Yeah. 
because I knew if I had just kept saying I wanted to do it, wanted to do it, that it would procrastinate. But when I decided like, hey, I'm going to purchase an LLC, I'm going to start a, 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 a website domain, you know, I'm going to pay for a website domain, create one. Uh, I'm going to put together content. You know, I'm going to scrub my Instagram of all the childish bullcrap that was on it before and just make it food based and food focused. And then I'm going to create something here. And now that I have this platform and this base, you know, I can't run from it. I can't procrastinate. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. No, I have a website that charges me so much a month to keep it up. You know, I've got all these things set in place. So here we go. And um, once I had everything established as a business from, you know, that side of it, I decided to, again, like I said, do the parties and just put it all together, package it, show it to everyone, give it to everyone. And that's kind of how I transition myself out of it. I did something very similar. So to any, anyone in the culinary world that's listening to our conversation that wants to be a personal chef or a private chef, I did the same thing. I had been working in a farm to table restaurant for a year. I knew I had to get out if I wanted to be able to like physically take care of myself, let alone be able to pay my bills. And (laughs) yeah. And so I, um, I made business cards. I left the restaurant and I gave myself 30 days to become a personal chef. And I found a friend of a friend who would let me do meal prep for them. They just covered the cost of the food. My time was free. So I could start to practice building the menus, prepping for them every week. And I just started telling everyone I was a personal chef and I do this meal prep service. So I was actually physically doing it for somebody for free. I was communicating it. And literally the client started coming within 30 days and I had the cards to show for it. And it was the, it was the most incredible kind of manifestation experience Mm -hmm. I'd ever had. Really, it took 30 days and it happened. And I put energy and focus and thought behind it. Um, but I mean, that was the best way I found to, to get things going. I tell chefs all this all the time, you know, um, prepare for preparation. And they're like, oh my God, that's kind of redundant. Right. But this is exactly what we're talking about out here is, yeah. you know, when you started some meal prep for your friends, you know, you pre- you were prepared for preparation because you had business cards mm-hmm. because you knew that in your head, you know, when you're manifesting something, you know, you know, it's a feeling, right? Yeah. So, it's, a, you, it's like, it's a done deal. You already know it deal. is. Exactly. Now you're just working on the ego to allow <laughs> yourself to truly believe you are capable. Mm-hmm. And had you not had those business cards, it made a, made you take a step back, you know, because it's like, oh, hey, let me grab a piece of paper and write it down or something, you know, yeah. but having those business cards had you prepared. So now if there's 10 people asking for you, there's 10 cards. Here you go. And I'll yeah. hear from you this weekend, you know, and and that's a huge thing, too, is preparing for preparation, always knowing that if you're going to manifest it, be ready when it comes because it's coming. You're putting all your energy into it. Absolutely. And you also just need to, you know, if you really want something in your life um, and you're feeling like you're not worthy of it, then you need to figure out the things that you can do to support your ability to believe in yourself. And so for me, it was creating those business cards mm-hmm. and, and, and practicing what I wanted to offer. Mm-hmm. And so I think you can find, apply that lesson to any aspect of your life. 100%. Um, to you almost just have to build yourself up to believe that you deserve, deserve to to have that in your life and then you'll have it 100 percent agree this so, is funny that we have these similar experiences from different yeah. places in the, the world <laughs> so who what can you tell me the story about how you got connected with your first athlete to start cooking for 
Right. So, and again, it goes back to that. Um, my purpose when starting my business, honestly, my purpose getting into the culinary industry in general, because I never really wanted to do anything else besides play sports. That was my first love. But like once I got into the culinary industry, like I loved, you know, I, I loved every part of it. There were parts that I didn't like so much, you know, but I embraced everything, you know, from the sleepless nights, the long, you know. Everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my mantra during the restaurant times is it's not forever, it's just for right now. Yeah, and, and it it's a character builder too. Yeah. Like that was building me as a young man, you know, and as a young adult, you know, just giving me character of what it's like to be responsible in general, you know? And um, and so I say that to say that I, I always wanted to image myself as a chef, cook chef. You know, I met a lot of people in the restaurant industry, servers and things, and I would ask them, even some cooks, and oh, I'm going to school to be a, a nurse, or I'm going to school to be a this, or I'm going, this is just my, my side thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, this isn't this. I'm like married to this. Like, this isn't just, you know, whatever. Like, this is what I really love and believe. So I imaged myself to, you know, to be chef to where people call me Chef Chris. And after creating my business and everything, having, you know, the platform for that, uh, when an athlete from Detroit was looking for a private chef, um, a friend of a friend posted in, an, in a Facebook group that I'm in, a chef Facebook group. Oh, and no. I just happened to be the only chef from Detroit in the group. <laughs> Every other chef is like Memphis, LA, all over the place, Florida. And I'm like the only Detroit chef. So they posted, hey, looking for a private chef for an NBA client, need help. And 50 people, Chris Donaldson, Chris Donaldson, just oh. plug my name in. So I'm getting these notifications from Facebook and I'm like, what the? So I look and I see the post and I'm like, oh, crazy. So to dive into that really quick, um, the, 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 the guy who was, uh, helping that client find a chef, he had been working as a private chef for 10 years, uh, chef Marty Pick Pickney, one of my good friends, and he had worked with plenty of athletes. And when he asked me, he said, Hey, I, do you have anything where I can give the client to show who you are? I had a full website, top to bottom Instagram with plenty of food content on it. Yeah. My website had food content on it. You know, um, I had business cards, I had logo, I had everything packaged as a business. So as soon as he asked me, I said, yeah, sure. Boom, sent it to him in like five minutes. Like he was like, dang, like no one I've ever, you know, found a client for has been this prepared. And I, anything they needed, references, everything, I sent it all over to him, very professional. And within, you know, a month or so, I was signing my contract to work with my first professional athlete. Amazing. Because you had everything already lined up. You had done your homework. Yeah. And you prepared the documents. So when somebody asked, you were ready to go. Ready to go. I didn't want to give you any room for, okay, well, I got another guy or another yeah. lady who's interested or, oh, if they are, then they're not moving as fast as I am. Here's all my information. Tell them I'm ready. I can start tonight. And that's so smart of you to have joined um, Facebook groups for fellow chefs. Yes. Um, yes. I'm a part of one with for female chefs. And I only joined it maybe a year ago, but I wish I had joined it from the get-go as soon as I was out of culinary school. It's been so helpful um, just so to broaden well. your mind on um, the opportunities for a chef um, and just to remember that there's people out there you can ask questions to. 100%. And everyone kind of, you know, in the culinary industry, you all kind of share the same 
story as far as experiences go, yeah. you know, so it's easy to, to relate on that level, you know, or someone who may be unhappy in this setting. Sometimes people will just jump in a group and say, hey, like this, what does it take to be a private chef? People give me, and that's when you can give back, you know, and when you give to the community, yeah. they give back to you eventually, you know, so that's what's so amazing about it. And I'm thankful, you know, Facebook group helped me, you know, plunge me into this part of my career. Yeah, that's amazing. So how... What was the process of working with your first athlete and figuring out the foods that he he enjoyed, um, but also that actually supported him and fueled him? So, like, how how did that conversation go um, to find out how you needed to cook for him specifically, and then like how you needed to figure out foods to add into his life um, or things to edit to improve his game, so to say. Well, so it's kind of like three answers to that, you know, I'll try to make them short. But so with athletes a lot, you know, um, a lot of them want to eat how they grew up eating, you yeah. know, they just like, yo, man, I made it to the NBA, like, or to the NFL eating like this, like, it must have worked. And I have to kind of be a disciplinarian and a chef yeah. and go like, yes, I understand that made it work, but your metabolism is going to drop a little bit and you're playing more on that same body bone. So we need to find a way to incorporate some things that, you know, are still familiar to you, but still have to have, you know, somewhat of a healthy balance, you know, to support your whole body and everything for us, you know, recovery, and et cetera. So yeah. I created like, well, I don't want to say created, but I kind of like went with the style of like healthy comfort, you know, mm-hmm. where it's still like comfort, comfort style meals that you would have eaten or your parents would have made or your grandma would have made for you. But I just add some sort of healthy twist to it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I honestly see you do a lot. Which I do I, a lot of that too. Is there a particular recipe that I want I've been wanting to try and that's the oven baked chicken where it gets so crispy, almost like it's fried chicken. Yeah, and and uh, you use a special season and everything for it. And- I've been wanting to bring you that too, <laughs> because I know you work so hard like I do. And I loved making, I love making the crispy baked chicken thighs. And I oh just have God. them in the fridge for like, cause they last for seven days. And then I can pair it with like a paleo coleslaw. Mm-hmm. I can pair, I can just take it off the bone and just add it into any salad. I can exactly. put, I, you know, you and I both do a version of like parsnip mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice with that. I love it with slow cooked collard greens. Like, yeah, exactly it's like my go-to. But, and again, so like you being, you know, or having, you know, a base in the, in the South and, you know, working and going, like you understand how people from the South, like they want to eat that type and they want to somehow, some way incorporated. So, oh, they um, are not willing to change their food preferences at all, but you just need to figure out how to continue to feed them the way they want to eat, but make them skinny or make them yeah. healthy. Make them healthy or dial it back. Or yeah, we could do cornbread, but let's do a gluten-free version of it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just, just different it's, ways. And it's swapping quality over quantity. So mm-hmm. it's like you and I both have different versions of mac and cheese. And mm-hmm. so I just make the mac and cheese with the best quality ingredients I can get. So I do a mac and cheese with white cheddar and green chard. So I use um, Andean Dream Pasta, which is a quinoa brown rice blend. 
And then I use raw organic white cheddar. I make my own roux and mm-hmm. depending on the client, I'll use cassava flour to keep it gluten-free. And then oh, I, I love blanch, cassava flour. Yeah, me too. And I blanch a ton of, of chard and salty water. And then I stir in that chard with the white cheddar mac and cheese. So you're getting some greens in there and mm. um, yeah. And then you're good to go with whatever protein you want to add on the side. Or for a lot of my clients, that is enough for their kids. You know, they're getting their greens, they're getting a pasta, a little bit of good quality cheese, and they don't need anything else. And one of the things too, that I always try to point out, you know, um, us as chefs, we're making a dish for you fresh that day. You know, like we're grocery shopping for every single ingredient fresh. We're making it right then and there. So the difference, even with that, you know, still making a mac and cheese, the difference with that between buying a mac and cheese, you don't know when it was made, you know, the ingredients, the milk could be three days old. I mean, like we work in a restaurant industry, so we know how it goes. You know, sometimes you kind of rob Peter to pay Paul and, you know, so many words. So you like even the difference there is having a chef, even preparing the food that day for you, you are also, you know, saving your body from some things that it probably shouldn't be having or needing just from that, you know, even if I decided to use the exact same ingredients, you know, I'm actually making it fresh that day. It's not being reheated, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's something important too, that I try to point out is just like fresh and quality ingredients, you know, that's nourishing to the body, to the soul. That is a really good point you bring up about how fresh the food is, because when you, when you purchase the food, prepare it and eat it the same day, it is more flavorful and it's more nutritionally dense. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. often need less food because Mm -hmm. you're getting satiated with more nourishment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I often forget that point, how important it is um, and how unique it is when you have a personal or private chef that you're getting fresh food, truly fresh food. So great reminder. We have to make a quick, I have to let your audience know how we initially met, which is what we're talking about. Both of us at the grocery store every single day (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she noticing and I noticing like, hey, usually only chefs come in a grocery store five days, six days a week with the notepad, with everything fresh. Like if I have, if if you know it's a chef shopping, if you have 55 produce you know, items, <laughs> Yeah. you know, a few, a few protein, a few starches, but like when you have 55, you're making a sauce, you're making a salsa, you're making a this or that, you know? So that's how we met make buying fresh groceries every single day for our client, yeah. you know, every single day. Yeah. And then having wonderful people at the grocery store that we've built relationships with, exactly. you know, helping, helping us connect and grow our mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's really important that I think people forget now when, their grocery shopping or they're choosing to have um, their food delivered to them is the relationship that you can build with the people at the grocery store um, in all the different departments. Like these are knowledgeable people that, that care about food. Like we care about food and you can ask them questions. You can find out what's coming in, what's in season. um, And, and they'll really help you in, in pulling food and, and having a better experience at the store, but then also at home with when you're preparing meals. So don't overlook the relationships that you can have with the grocery store or the butcher shops that you go to. Yep, 100% agree. Hi, I'm Chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, 
caking agents or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond real salt, prepare the blends listening to kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high-vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on starseedkitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. So right now you're cooking for um, how many clients? So um, right now I just have two professional clients I'm cooking for. I uh, last in Detroit last year, I cooked for almost 10 players between me and two other chefs. Wow. Um, yeah, it was like 10 players. And it felt like I was on a roller coaster. Like, I mean, pandemic, it was just crazy. And going into this year, I think this is also something good for us to kind of tap into. It's just talking about just like the mental health of chefs, you know, and like that's very, very important. That's something that I kind of want to start advocating more for is because, you know, we and it's kind of giving me chills right now talking about it. But like we, you know, we sacrifice so much of ourselves Mm -hmm. top to bottom. I mean, you know mentally physically you know just everything emotionally emotionally you know you just you just pour so much of yourself into not only the craft but your clients your career like everything you're just pouring into it and it's at the end of the day there's not much left for you you know and you have to find that little you know to use a cooking pun that quarter of a cup left that you know that you can to just try to like you know, uh, replenish yourself a little bit. So true. You know, so um, I think that's just something important that, you know, that I kind of went through that last year going to this year with those clients was just mentally, you know, it wasn't even about the money anymore, you know, and just to be quite frank, I don't know if I would have ever said that because <laughs> I always been not money hungry, but like, yo, this is the goal and the purpose is to be able to make a great living, help support my family, et cetera. Yep. So, but going into this year, I was just like, it's not about that, you know, because mentally I was just so thrown off and I creatively, I don't want to say I lost my way as a chef because I'm still able to find that. Thank God I'm still able to tap into a creative. Yeah. And get excited. And get excited. You know, most everything going on, like I can still escape into that. But I just think just like for myself, mentally and physically, more than anything, I just felt like I needed to dial it back, you know, so I wasn't so much of, you know, hey, oh, yeah, I can cook for you. Hey, yeah, I can drop meals off for you. Hey, yeah, I can cook for you on the weekends. Like, just like, okay. And, you know, my clients, uh, shout out to them. They always like give me, you know, opportunities like, hey, like I told four of the best players on the team that, you know, you could come cook for them. And I'm like, oh, dang, okay, let's do it, you know? Yeah. And um, and I'm thankful for that. But like this year, I even talked to them and I, t- I explained that to them, like, hey, like, you know, I appreciate all the opportunities you guys give me, but I want to kind of just focus as much as I can on you this year. Oh, yeah. Um, And everything that's you came here for, <laughs> we all came here for, you know, I wanted to focus as much as I can on that. Because ultimately, like, that's the goal, you know, is for, you know, I want my client to win a championship and and get all of the awards that he should and always have been deserving of. So 
um, yeah, I just, just kind of dialed it back this year and just took on just one client so far and just kind of like taking my time with that and just experiencing everything in LA and just, you know, Good. trying to keep myself mentally. Yeah. Cause it's hard. And when somebody does a referral for you, it's such a compliment. You want to be able to take advantage of it. You want to, you don't you want know? to say. because it, you are just so appreciative that someone would refer you, but yeah, then you end up not having any time for yourself to reset. And I think people forget that as a personal chef or private chef, when you show up at your client's home, you have to drop all your shit at the door and you need to show up and you need to bring a positive attitude. One, because the client deserves that in their home, but mm -hmm. two, because you know, it affects the quality of the food mm -hmm. you're putting out. You know, you just have to leave all your stuff and put on your game face. And it's not always easy to do, especially during 2020 when, you know, just going to the grocery store was, an experience in itself. <laughs> My God. <laughs> No, sometimes I think I still need therapy from that experience. Oh my, the last day I was in Laguna in 2020 I and I seen you, I, I, we thought the world was going to end. It oh. felt like the apocalypse. I and was pissed with how people were behaving. You were. And I was trying to just keep it together as much as I could. You were so calm, cool, <laughs> and collected. I really admired your behavior that day. I was furious at humanity and their behavior. <laughs> There was you, a, you were amazing. There was an older lady and she bum rushed me for a cantaloupe. And I mean, like baskets collide and she jumps and she grabs the cantaloupe. And I'm just like, I just wanted potatoes. I didn't even want cantaloupe, you know, like, but she, I mean, it yeah. was just crazy. And just to think like, you know, I remember like we both go to the uh, seafood counter and we're like, yeah. man, what do you have? Like, just... <laughs> You got yeah. a pound of salmon, wrap it up for me, please. I've got to try to run to the dry stock aisle and get pasta before people wipe that out too, you know? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, oh, I told my clients just... we're not having lasagna for a month. Yeah, it was like... just <laughs> nuts. Oh my God, yes. I still, we still need therapy from that. It was Yeah, that was an experience, um, but you kept your cool, so. Um... I tried. <sighs> So yeah, so you know, it's not going to the grocery store isn't always easy for anybody. But um, when you show up at your client's home, you have to you have to drop anything that you're carrying and and perform. And that doesn't leave much time for you to mentally be able to take care of yourself or physically or emotionally be able to take care of yourself. So I'm glad your schedule is a little lighter this year. Yes, yes, thank God. <laughs> So you're cooking for a family, you're cooking for a professional athlete, mm -hmm. a mother and a wife, and then children, right? Children and also uh, the nanny, but she's family too. So, you know, yeah. she's like an extended mother. Yeah. Miss um, Tata, Tatiana, shout out to her. So yeah, I'm cooking for a variety. And you know, like you said, four, four girls, three of them are under three. And then you've got the one who's just one, you know, so where well, they're all under three, but you know, you've got the one who's just a baby. So we kind of got to cook a variety of all different types of, of food for everyone. Yeah. So how do you manage, because that, that alone cooking for a professional athlete who's trying to maintain a certain body weight, a certain build a certain energy level. And then you're um, cooking for his wife who again has had children and her body's, you know, healing from, from that process. And she's also super 
super busy with children and she's trying to maintain a certain health, hormone level, weight. Like, how do you manage creating a menu for that? Um, You know, it's really boils down to, you know, just caring, you know, and I know that sounds super simple, but you know, when you care about someone in general and their well-being, like you will make sure you do whatever you need to do to, yeah. to support that, you know? Um, so when it comes to my clients and, you know, what they need, you know, it doesn't matter what I have to make, where I have to go to go get it. Like I'm willing to do that. So when it comes to just like creating a menu, I'm transparent with them. You know, we talk about different things. They'll tell me different things they may be interested in trying. You know, I try to always mix it up. You know, so I'll, you know, always do something super healthy. Sometimes we throw like a cheat day in there or sometimes we, and even our cheat days are still like mm-hmm. somewhat health based, you know, um, we'll do like pizza nights, but you know, I'll make all of the pizza dough from scratch, cauliflower dough, and I'll make like a sweet potato dough. So that's Ooh, something nice. doing. Yeah. So, you know, we still, even with our pizza nights, we stay, you know, pretty, pretty healthy as much as we can. But I think um, it's just, you know, that, and then also, uh, Doing research, you know, so uh, one of um, the clients are the nanny Tata. She's she's uh, she has IBS, you know, and my mother dealt with something similar with that, uh, having Crohn's disease. You mm-hmm. know, so I feel as though like even with her, you know, just making sure that she has the right things that she's eating that doesn't cause her to get sick or her to flare up, you know, so um, we, you know, make homemade bone broth for, you know, things that, you know, can help with gut healing and and, and et cetera. And then as far as the the athlete, you know, um, my client who's an athlete, I have to have a balance of, you know, knowing uh, his position, you know, because I've worked with uh, receivers who, you know, burn 3,000, 4,000 calories just in practice because they're just running, you know, they're just running up and down the field, sometimes not even to catch the ball, just running, you know. <laughs> um, and then you have a quarterback who's a little bit more stagnant, you know, he's not running as much and he's, yeah. kind of, but, you know, he's still burning calories. And then you have to separate what the what a practice week menu looks like going into the later parts of the week where they ramp the practice up and then they go on the road, you know, and making sure that the last meal before he goes on the road is a hearty one because, you know, he's flying five hours across the country, losing three hours of time in the yeah. process. <laughs> you know, he's going to sleep, waking up, and then it's a walkthrough in a game, you know. I don't so know how like, they do that with travel. With travel. So, like, even if he eats something like, on the plane, like I want the last meal he has with me Friday night to be a hearty, nourishing meal. Yeah. You know, have such a good meal that you don't wake up starving or you don't wake up feeling like unsatiable, like you you haven't had anything, like you just yeah. feel like you could just have something, you know, some oatmeal, a coffee, whatever the case may be. Um, so I just, you know, it's just finding a balance with him. And then also too, knowing that I have an NFL player and not an NBA player, NBA players, there's no, uh, there's less impact collision wise. Yeah. It's more impact up and down with jumping. So you have to cook for them a certain way, but they're just kind of running opposed to, uh, athletes who are taking, you know, punishment for four hours of a game. You know, you have to find a way to still nourish them with the right things to support that you know, wow. complex carbs, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just like a balance of just knowing like what each person needs, um, making sure that I create a menu based on that. Sometimes I'll find a way to incorporate everyone into one dish for the night, you know, which mm-hmm. is not always easy, but sometimes it works. And then sometimes not, you know, someone has something different for lunch, different meals for dinner, smaller portions, et cetera. So 
it's just that and just transparency with the clients too because i'm sure with yours as well you know you talk to them you ask them yeah you know uh, what could you do better what, you, what could you change how would you, you know and when you build a relationship that it's like okay you understand that you know so, and then you go about it from there. So that's just kind of how I manage everything, I should say. Yeah, for me and my clients, it's also um, a lot of what I do for them is like what I would do for myself. So if one week we had a really light week of food, like everything was super healthy, a lot of mm-hmm. salads, very mm-hmm. light soups, like it was very like clean. Um, the next week will be much more nourishing and hearty um, because we're always trying to find balance, you that's know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. If so you do we're like always- a lot of red meat one week, you might kind of, or red chicken you kind of go into fish lighter things you know maybe a vegan no meatless night or whatever you know find a balance like yeah we just keep mixing it up and I just and I always go back to like how would I want to be served how would I want to be eating um with the weather changing what would I be craving and I let that lead a lot of what I choose and then edit it for their preferences And I I actually tell chefs this too, and to your audience that's listening, chefs in particular, when it comes to creating menus and creating recipes, always ask yourself, and I ask myself the same thing. If I went to a restaurant, would I order it twice? Chef, you might order it once just to try it because we all want to try it and see, okay, what did they do different here, et cetera. If we order it twice, it was damn good. You know, it was- (laughs) I love that. Really good. You know, so sometimes I know when it comes to creating menus, as chefs, especially with Instagram involved, you try to get super trendy and this, that, and that, you know, try to kind of get away from yourself. And then you create something that's really not you. And like Chef Whitney is is saying right here, you know, you base your clients menu on a lot of the things you eat, you know, because that's how you present food from who you are, not from what you've created, from what Instagram is seeing. You know, you still yeah. come from who you are. So if you're not going to order it twice to the restaurant, don't put it on your menu. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and I think people should know that um, I, I find as a personal chef, a lot of my clients like consistency. They they kind of like the same things over and mm-hmm. over again. And, and okay. that's okay. Like you don't need to be... It's not like when you're a kid or you're young and you're like, I can't wear the same shirt in a month. Like I need to, I need to not repeat outfits over a 30 day period. Like yeah. no, no, you can repeat not food like within a 30 day period. It's yes. okay. Nobody's judging you. Um, and a lot of my clients do, you know, if there's a dish that they like, they'll probably have that dish every other week, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Don't stress about it. And then at some point you'll move on from that and you won't want it again until, you know, the next season. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Is there anything that you're making for yourself right now or anything that you've been craving and have wanted the time to make for yourself? Um, I've been craving... I've honestly been craving like a good like soul meal, but like, to, so um, I think it was last week, I had like a like a day off in the middle of the week and I never cook for myself anymore because obviously I'm just, just too busy. Well, and you live next to Erewhon, so I wouldn't cook for myself anymore <laughs> yeah. either. And I just go grab a little Erewhon dinner dish to... <laughs> One protein, two sides, and I'm good. That's what I would do. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, that day during the week I had off, I like made a couple meals for myself. Mm -hmm. And I did like a little like pan mac and cheese, pan sauce mac and cheese, um, some like roasted sweet potatoes, you know, and like fish, but it was just something healthy, but still kind of like with a little bit of soul feel to it. And I, 
I could feel the difference just in what I cook opposed to what I eat anywhere else. And I just missed that feeling. Like, I was just like, yeah. like, damn, I miss cooking for myself. Even though that's like, people are like, man, like I hate cooking for myself. Like I don't, but I just miss it because I know exactly what I'm putting into my body and I know exactly where it came from and I know exactly how much of it is in this and I can feel it, you know, it's crazy. I can feel yeah. the difference. You know, I didn't even, I didn't feel like, a fool and like, oh, I just got to lay down. Like I felt like I could go run. You know, I had energy. I just, I felt different. And that was just that feeling, that emotion that I had was just like, man, like I miss like cooking meals for myself, breakfast and lunch and dinner and stuff. So um, I, yeah, I guess that kind of, kind of answers the question. I kind of no, just that's made good like, to know. Yeah. The other well, now any ladies that are listening to this, if they want to, you know, serve you dinner someday, they know what they can put together. They know what to go with. There you go. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> well, um, where can our listeners learn more about you? Um, so uh, Instagram, I'm very active on there uh, at fresh to the number two fit FIT PC. Um, and then also my website, there's a lot of information about me on there as well. Um, fresh to fit private catering.com. So yeah, but if you want to uh, like interact with me, um, you know, talk with me or just kind of, you know, get a feel for who I am and my content, Instagram is probably the best place to, to go and check all that stuff out. I'll put a all lot right. of content up there for you guys. So Perfect. And you have, you've been putting up like tons of beautiful videos of the different meals that you eat. So I've even enjoyed that. So keep it going. Thank you. Thank you. So I love to have my guests on my show kind of just share a wellness tip. Um, or a healthy tip that people can consider, um, you know, adding into their life. Can you leave our listeners with one healthy tip they can consider um, to improve their overall well-being? Um, yeah, I, I would, I would go back to you know mental health again, and even if it involves making a simple dish, you know, um, make sure that that whatever you create, whatever you you know you make, and 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 you. Uh, and you put together whoever it's for, just just know that it's a piece of you, you know, know that it's a, an extension of you, Notice, know that, you know, it is coming from you and it, you are transferring somewhat, some type of energy in that dish to the next person, you know, so mentally be in the right space when creating whatever you create, because that's ultimately going to, that energy is going to pass, you know, to the next person that you feed it to. So, um, you know, when it comes to food, my, my biggest philosophy when it comes to that, as far as nourishment is, um, finding a balance, you know, um, knowing that you are human and it's okay to have chocolate and, you know, it's okay to, to dive into those things, but also try to find a way to, you know, if, if you love a certain dish, how could you take those, all those ingredients and separate and substitute them for a healthier way? You know, challenge yourself that way when it comes to nourishment. You know, I love uh, um, chocolate and peanut butter. So I've created this really, really great, like no bake, uh, vegan protein uh, chocolate peanut butter bar. And it satiates my, what you know, what my M&M habit would be or my <laughs> Reese's piece habit would be, you know. So I would just say that would be like my nourishment tip, you know, is just make sure you're in the right mental space when creating whatever it is you do. And then, you know, just substitute whatever your favorite things are. Try to substitute and create something healthier if possible. Challenge yourself yeah. to that. Yeah. That was a great tip. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you sharing your culinary journey and your food philosophies. 
um, your clients are so lucky to have you and LA is so lucky to have you. They really are. And I'm so grateful to know you and, um, and thank you so much for your time today. And I will, I will share some chicken thighs with you for the, when the next time I'm up in LA. Yeah, let's do that. I need those. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And, um, I hope I can have you on again sometime. Absolutely. It was fun. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit our website at starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my High Vibration Foods organic spices, which you can purchase on starseedkitchen.com. And you can find me and follow along on my cooking adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.